How's everybody? Good? Awesome. Hey, uh, welcome to church this morning. Thank you so much, worship team, for what you just did. Hey, today's going to be totally different than anything we have ever done at Good News Church. I'm so excited for what we're going to do today. Today, we just want to honor and celebrate our educators. Anybody um, who works at a school, doesn't matter what you do later in the service, we are going to do that. But first, let me just say welcome to you guys. If this is your first time, we would love for you to fill out what's called a Connect card. If you're online, you'll see the link for that Connect card in the chairs. You will see them in the back of the chair in front of you. We would love for you just to put your name, some information. If you have questions about the church, we would love for you just to fill that out. And one thing that uh, Pastor Dave said last week that I thought was very helpful was he said, if you're not on any email list, so if you have like a teenager or a child or anything, if you're not getting information from us and you like some, just put your email on it. We would love to get that for you, okay? One thing I want to do um, real quick is read a scripture to kind of start our day. Um, This is from Isaiah 57, 56, verse 7. I'm sorry. Isaiah 56, verse 7 says this. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Today is all about prayer. We're gonna, we have a guest speaker who's going to come in just a few minutes and talk about prayer. We're going to spend some time praying. We're actually going to do that right now as we start the service. So all of you know Afghanistan, Haiti are two places that are really hurting right now. And there's actually been a call to prayer for this Sunday for Afghanistan. So what we're going to do as we start this morning, we're just going to take 45 seconds, and I would invite you to just bow your head where you're at, and let's just pray for Afghanistan. Let's pray for these countries, Afghanistan and Haiti. Father God, you you are a God who invites us to come to you when we're confused, when we're hurting, when we see the world is on fire. And God, this morning we join with thousands and thousands and millions of other believers praying this morning for Afghanistan. Lord, we pray in the midst of the chaos and the confusion, Lord, we need your intervention, we need your mercy. So we pray for the country Afghanistan. We pray for Haiti and the recent earthquake and all the loss, Lord, we pray that through all of that, that you would make yourself known, Lord, that you would heal the brokenhearted, that you would comfort those in need. So, Lord, we pause as we start the service just to pray for these countries, Lord, uh, in your name, amen. You know, it doesn't matter if you stand or if you kneel or you sit when you pray. Praying can happen anywhere at any time. And this morning, we are very privileged to have Brian Morgan come and lead our message this morning. Brian is the principal of Piccolotta Elementary down the road. He's also been an elder for about a year and a half in our church. And he's also the organizer of 
something called Christian educators that they get together and they pray for our schools, they pray for each other, and he's just going to come and share the word this morning. So if you guys would welcome Brian to our stage. Thank you. Is this thing on? Okay. I don't have a lot of jokes, but the, the great thing about being a principal of elementary school, every joke when you have nine, almost 900 kids, every joke is funny to kids. And every time they laugh. What do you like about being a principal? I love that the kids always think I'm funny. Um, so this morning, I'm going to, I'm thankful to be able to be here to, this morning. I was asked to, to share some, um, some scripture and to go over some stories with you about prayer. I want to encourage you for prayer. If we're, if we're going to love one another, especially, I feel like, in a time like this where we have an increasingly hostile culture, um, how are we going to love one another? And one of the ways we can do that is through prayer. So we're going to look at some, some things about prayer today. I would invite you, if you have your Bible, to open it up and, or a few scriptures we're going to look at. And, and when we do, I'll also have it up on the screen. I'm going to start out by sharing with you uh, who I am. So who's Brian Morgan? Um, well, like you said, I, I, like Joe said, I've been um, a principal at Piccolotta Crossing Elementary right down the road for just a short time um, since last year, around the end of November, December. And I've also had the privilege of serving as an elder. Um, when I got into education, it was, I'll take you back, but it'll be a quick take back. Uh, in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was pursuing different things, trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do uh, as far as a career. And you pray about that, and I prayed a lot about it. Well, today's message is on prayer. And I, my prayer was answered in church one morning when the message was about the children coming to Jesus. And I woke up, I woke up, I looked up, and ch- woke up in church, hope you all are awake. I looked up in church, um, and right as I finished my prayer, there was a little boy in front of me smiling, and I felt like God was answering that call to work with children, and that's how I got into education. Um, and, I, and, I've, and I've been in education for about 18 years now, and the most impactful moments in my career um, I'm going to share two of those with you today, and it relates to prayer, and it relates to, um, I feel like, how we can love one another through God's word. So, uh, we'll start with the scripture. The first scripture we have for you, if you would turn with me to 1 Peter 4.7, okay? In 1 Peter 4.7, um, Peter is telling the church that it's important to pray because they're being persecuted, and I don't know about you, but if I look around, there are times where it's very easy to see what's wrong with us and what's wrong with the world, and we're being persecuted. But there also, it's, it's, you look at it, it's, do we need to be encouraged? I don't know about you, but I, I, I need encouragement on a regular basis. Um, and so, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. So this morning, when we look at the purpose of prayer, I'm going to ask you another question later. I'll ask you now so you can have it on your mind. What are you praying for? Okay. If we're going to, if we're going to have sober mind, we're going to be for the purpose of prayer. What are you praying for? Okay. All right. Now here's, here's the great part. I'm going to share with you some, some stories of prayer that have happened in my life and some answered prayers. We'll start with the first one. And with the first one, we have some scripture, okay? 
This is an answered prayer, and the scripture that I'm going to read to you, sorry, we had to come up with the signals. This is me being on stage. The signal is, right? Next slide, right? Okay. This one is John 11, okay? And in John 11, verse 39, it says, take away the stone, he said. It's Jesus speaking. But Lord, said Martha, my sister of the dead, the sister of the dead man, by this time there was a bad odor. For he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing there, that they may believe that you sent me. So my first story um, that I wanted to share with you is is really, I feel like for me, hits on that verse. And specifically right there, so that they will believe. Jesus said that, so that they will believe. So at my school last year, it's, um, it, was a, it was a year that I feel like all of us went through some challenges, right? And we had made it to the end of the year. Um. And we got news that there was a student who over the weekend was at the beach with their family. And they're playing in the water. And everyone comes out of the water. And then the adults that are there notice that there's someone else over a little bit further down. And they're pulling them out of the water. And so they look and they count. And they realize that one of the children is missing and that's the child. They go to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, um, April is not doing well, and she crashes twice. We get news of this at our school. This is a, a student at our school, and it, it, is, it is devastating. Um, I've worked Marine Rescue. Actually, I did that for almost 19 years as well as, a, as an EMT and a lifeguard. And I can tell you that whenever something like that happens and um, – it's really difficult, and you're faced with the fact that death is real, and then you wonder what's next, and is it, you know, with eternity? This is a moment like that where you realize this child has just drowned. And so we hear this news, which, you know, we're, she's in the hospital at this point, <clears throat> excuse me, and she's, she's there, and she, we're hoping, we're praying that something would happen that would be a miracle. And guys, I got to tell you, this is this is this gives me goosebumps when I start to tell this next part. We prayed for her, but we didn't just pray. And I'll tell you specifically how it worked with me. I prayed, God, please hear our prayer. Lord, let this opportunity, which is devastating, be a chance for someone who believes for their faith to be strengthened. For someone who doesn't believe or doesn't know about Jesus, for them to then hear about this story, and then for their eternity to be changed. So three days goes by, and she is on life support, and there's no, there's no um, sign of brain activity, um, and they have to start making really difficult decisions, and of course we're still praying. 
go up to meet with her uncle, um, the school, the classmates. We went into the class and talked to them, and, you know, I said, you know, there's been an accident, and we'd like for you to send some encouragement. So they made cards. They don't know what the accident is. We're not sharing any of that, but they made some cards, brought them up to the hospital. They read them to her out loud, um, continued to pray. I prayed with her uncle there, leave, come back to the school. And it's, at this point, we're, I'm getting the, the school counselors to come to the school um, to be able to help with any grief for faculty and staff or and for our students. Um, and so everyone's kind of in place and the next day and, and talked to some teachers and have some amazing teachers at my school and they decided let's get together and pray. And not just a small prayer group that normally meets, but a very large group of teachers came together to pray and we prayed. And Lord, again, I'm praying, Lord, so that someone would believe. And within a few hours, I get a call from April's uncle that she woke up. And the doctors don't know how she woke up, but she woke up. And what an answered prayer. Now, I'm not saying that every time we pray for something like that, that that happens. But I can tell you this. I guarantee that I was supposed to tell this story today to you, anyone else listening, or a message that you would share with someone else, that that happened, that really happened. And I pray that you would be encouraged to be able to tell someone else that story so that they might believe. It's a great way to tell them the word of God and how God really does things so that we would believe. All right, so that's one pretty amazing story. Okay, How am I going to top that, right? Okay. So this other one is really good, I feel like, for me, because it's so impactful on my career as as an educator. There we go. All right. So this next next scripture is from Romans 10.9, okay? I'm going to tell you part of the story first. So I was was an elementary school teacher for a long time, and then I was asked to go into curriculum instruction as as an administrator. Then I was also asked to go and be an assistant principal at a high school. I taught the students, and then they were now in high school, so how can you say no to that? And so I was able to be an assistant principal, and I prayed throughout that whole school year, Lord, do something amazing. Please help me to share the gospel with a teacher or a parent or a student or something. Um, and I came really close. I feel like I had some chances, and um, you know, it was like lunch break, and someone asked me a question and things. And, but the year goes on, and I was asked then to go to an elementary school. I feel like I missed it. What happened? Lord, I don't know what it is next, but please, I keep praying, use me. And I'm on my way home. Um, and at this time, I was driving down A1A. It's a long drive, it's a beautiful drive. You get to see the waves, and you don't get to surf because you're just at work. And then I was on my way, and I look over, I'm seeing the waves, and I get a phone call. Thankfully, I can answer phones on my truck without having to touch anything. Someone answers. And it's a student. From Pedro Menendez High School, he says, Mr. Morgan? I said, who is this? He said, this is Robert. Robert, how did you get my phone number? He said, well, the judge gave it to me. I said, okay, let's talk about this. Uh, what did, what did the, who's the judge, and why do you have my phone number, and how's it going, first of all? And he says, oh, it's going pretty good. I'm... Um, I went to court, and, and uh, I was there for, you know, actually not bad reasons necessarily. He wants to be able to um, become an adult and not have to be a part of the state anymore. And, and I said, okay, well, um, 
He said, this judge said, you need to call Mr. M. Here's his phone number. And I had talked with Robert from time to time, pretty much every day. Um, see him in the halls, see him at lunch, see him at, when they're going on the bus. And just to give you kind of a glimpse of what Robert was like, he was, um, this may be hard to believe, but he was like almost 50 pounds heavier than me with muscle. It's hard to believe, I know. Um, and when he would walk in the hallways, other, stu- other students sometimes would kind of walk around. He's a big dude. Um, and he was, he was also known for being a really tough guy, too. Um, and I, I talked with him all the time. And because, again, my goal is not just to teach kids, not just to love on people, but to share about how their eternity can be changed. And so when he called me and, and we're talking and he says, Mr. M, I, I just, you know, we talked before about like what your faith is like. And he said, I, I just, I want to know what it is that I need to do with my life. <laughs> now remember, I'm praying, Lord, please, please help me. To, and I get a phone call out of the blue and he's saying, I need to know what to do with my life. And I'm saying, well, what, what is it that you're concerned about? What comes next? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for an answered prayer. So I did this. I shared with him Romans 10.9. And I would encourage you, if you continue to pray, pick, pick someone or pick some place where you work or you live or you play and pray for those people that God would give you a chance to share the gospel. And so I shared from Romans 10.9. So in Romans 10.9, it says, confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So what does that mean? I said, it's as simple as this. It's as simple as A, B, C, right? You admit you're a sinner. You're confessing you're a sinner. And you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And then you commit. You see, you commit. God, come into my life and change me. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Now, many of you have been sitting in church for a long time and have heard the A, B, C over and over again, right? Let me tell you something. If someone asks you what comes next in life, you already have the answer, A, B, C. I would also challenge you to memorize Romans 10, 9. But if you don't, you can remember A, B, C, right? Admit, believe, commit. And so I share this with him, and he, he comes to faith in Christ. Um, and really, the, even, even cooler than that is then he calls me back. This goes along with good news. We're, we're um, all about making disciples. He calls me back. About a week later, and says, Mr. Morgan, I had to ask you a question. Can you review with me again ABC? I remember ABC, but I remember the first part is admit, what's the B and the C again? I said, sure. So we go over it again, talk with them, and say, hey, why, why'd you want to know all that again? And I'm thinking, like, does he not believe anymore? What's going on? He says, no, no, no. My girlfriend, I'm sharing with her. I want to tell her about Jesus. Guys, this is why these are the most amazing things that have happened to me as an educator in my career. Because Jesus can work through us, and when we pray, he will answer prayers. Um, I have another scripture. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's looking good. All right. And this is what I want to do with you. I want to practice something. So here's the teacher part. You have to be ready for a quiz. Um, everyone just got 
nervous already. I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to quiz you. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice something, though. Um, if you've gotten a study before, a study is something that you can use as a tool to walk through Scripture. Um, and I really think that there is something amazing that happens when we pray in biblical community. Study. It says in there, read the word, pray the word, share the word. Have you ever done it before, though? Like I hear, read the word, pray the word, share the word. So guess what? You're going to do it right now with probably the easiest verse to remember. Are you ready? John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. That's it. So everyone, when we're going to do this together, we're all going to read the word. You can't get mixed up. There's not a lot of big words in this one. Okay, here we go. Ready? Jesus wept. You just read the word. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to pray the word. So I'm going to give you an uncomfortable 30 seconds of silence. We're all going to pray about Jesus wept. Maybe ask God, what does this mean to me? Maybe say, God, how can I share this with someone else? But I want you to pray for 30 seconds on what it means about Jesus wept. Let's do that right now. Thank you, guys. So we have now read the word. We have prayed the word. And now is the next part. Share the word. And you don't have to share with someone you don't know. You can share just someone next to you. So if someone next to you is someone you don't know, you better turn the other way and share with someone that you do know. But you're going to share Jesus wept. So when you do this, let me give you an example. Okay? If I turn to the person next to me, I might say something like, hey, have you heard that Jesus wept? At least you crossed the threshold and you said something, right? Okay. We're going to do it. You're going to share that Jesus wept. Either something you prayed or something you're thinking. Or say you can, you can literally say right now, in church I heard, Jesus wept. Maybe that's your segue. All right. Here we go. About 30 seconds. Share with someone you, next to you about Jesus wept. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to bring it back together. I know that some of you are finishing your statement. We'll kind of finish it up. All right. And now you want the answer, right? What's the right answer when you share about Jesus swept? You ready? I don't have a right answer. But you, if you cross the threshold and you said something, you're now reading the word, praying the word, and sharing the word. Guys, you know how to do it. You've done it. You literally did it in church. So when Dave comes back next week and he's like, I want to challenge you to read the word, pray the word, and share the word, you can just see him after church and say, hey, we already did that last week. Check that box. Thanks. Um, but in, in all seriousness, you may, you, may have, you may have said something about how Jesus has compassion. Jesus went through the things we went through. We go through struggles. Jesus wept. Have you ever been upset? Jesus has wept before. You may have shared, hey, I just heard that Jesus wept. What do you think about that? 
You may share that with your spouse. You may share that with your parent. You may share that with another friend. But if you're sharing it, you're practicing what you need to be able to do to help other people with that. Okay? All right. Yeah, we're doing so good. I love it. Thank you. Um, and then the last verse we have here is from Acts 4.31, right? And we, we kind of started with this, and, and you think about if Peter is giving us a message that in telling the church that we need to be ready um, and prepared, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Hey guys, I want to challenge you this week to read the word, pray the word, and share the word. Have you ever left church with the challenge and already accomplished the challenge? Because you do today. So pick another verse, and maybe it's the verse that's in the study um, to be able to read the word, share the word, and pray the word. And maybe it's one of the ones we went over today. Maybe it's Romans 10.9, and there's someone that you know that you'd like to share the gospel with. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't had a chance to... Um, read the word, pray the word, and share the word before, I would encourage you to do that. This, this is what I have. The last question is, what would happen this school year if we started today and continue throughout the year to pray for our schools? Now, I would continue to pray like I share with you for God to work through me and use me where I was and where I am, and I pray that he continues to do that. But most importantly, um, I want to pray that we would look for opportunities to do the will of God. Because his will is already in play, and we need to be fired up about, God, use me where I am. And we can do that um, through the power of prayer. So I'm going to pray, and then Joe's going to come up and finish up with some more prayer exercises. Father God, we thank you for a time to gather together. Lord, I thank you for a room of people who came to listen and hear your word. Lord, I pray that you would stir in our hearts the message that you want us to hear. Father God, I pray for... I pray for the Holy Spirit to have protection over our schools and, and over our community, Lord. But I pray, more important than that, that you instill in us a desire to share the gospel with others, Lord. I pray you would stir in us this week a passion to read your word and share your word. Lord, I pray that you would help us to love on others through biblical community. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Brian. That was incredible. You know, I want you to think about it just for a second. I want you to think about a time where God has answered a prayer in your life. Just take 10 seconds. A time when God has answered a prayer in your life. You got it? When we don't pray, we miss out. And the people that we're supposed to be praying for, they miss out. And there's a whole lot of missing that's going on when we don't pray. And that verse I read at the beginning where back in Isaiah, Jesus also said that verse. If you remember the story, he comes in and he flips some tables over at the temple and he says, quit acting this way. My house is supposed to be a place of prayer. So one thing that we do really good as Christians is we come to church and we hear the word and we sing the word, but we can also leave and never pray the word. 
And so today we're going to do something. I know I said at the beginning a little different. We're going to end with three different opportunities where three different people are going to lead us in a very specific time of prayer. So let me explain how this is going to go, okay? Um, A leader is going to come up on stage, and they're going to pray and read a short scripture. And then behind them is going to be a slide with three or four suggestions for you to pray in your seat. And the whole purpose of this is to be a house of prayer. And our church believes in this group of people right here more than anything else. Our church boldly stands and says, we prioritize the next generation. And so a few weeks ago, when we were discussing this service, we said, well, how do we prioritize the next generation? One way we do that is we pray for them. And what a better way than when school is starting to pray for our educators and for staff and for students and for kids, that they wouldn't just walk into a school, but that they would walk into a school as a missionary. And Brian shared that, that his heart is, I'm not just a teacher. Like, I'm a follower of Jesus who happens to be a teacher, right? And so here's what we're going to do first. If you're an educator in the room, it does not matter if you drive a school bus. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher, whatever that role is. If you work for a school, and listen, that's homeschool too, If you're a homeschool parent, we want to invite you to come up front. We have this gift for you to say thank you, and then we have someone who's going to pray over you. All right, so if you're an educator, it doesn't matter who you are in the room, we would love to invite you. Now's the cue. Homeschool parent, high school, middle school, college, it does not matter. We would just love for you. Y'all can spread out, grab one of these gifts. This is our way of saying thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for being here today. Today's about you right now. All right. Thank you, Joe. Hi, my name is Parker. And uh, I just want to encourage you, first of all, what an opportunity to pray for our educators. I mean, wow. Uh, Who has a greater impact in our community on the lives of kids, on the entire community, than you folks. And an opportunity to pray for you is something that we have to treasure and take full advantage of. So let me lead us in a prayer right now, and then we're all going to pray together. So if you would join me in prayer. Dear God, wow, how blessed we are to be in your presence, to have your mighty power. Lord, you encourage us in Proverbs 22 to raise up children in the way that they should go. You, you tell us that later they will not depart from it. Lord, further, you, you encourage us to stand firm, to not be shaken, to give ourselves fully to the work that you give us, Lord, and to understand that none of that work is in vain. So even when it feels like on those days when things are hard, we pray, Lord, that these educators will know that you are using them in a mighty way to lead forward the next generation, the children that you've given us, and each other. God, we love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you for your mighty power. We pray that you will empower these educators in a way like never before this year through your Holy Spirit. And we praise you, Lord. And it's in your holy name that we thank you for them. Amen. And so now, what we're going to do is ask you to take your turn in your seats right now and pray 
for these educators. We're going to ask you to take a few minutes to just pray. Pray with all your heart that these educators will have the strength, the courage, and the wisdom that they need to lead forward in this year. And guys, we can't thank you enough for what you do. May God bless you richly as only he can. So join us now and pray from your seat. And thank you. Educators, you can go back to your seats. Thank you. Good morning. We are so excited in the children's ministry that we get to pray over your kids and their book bags and their small groups this morning. Thank you so much for coming. Um, in, Deuter in Deuteronomy 6, Four through seven, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I have given you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Walk, talk about them as you are sitting at home and when you're walking along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. I don't normally pray in front of a whole group of people. I'm just a mama and a wife and um, I feel like a lot of my purpose in life is to pray. And so I'd like to just, just read this prayer that I've been praying for all your children all week. Um, and over the last 30 years, I've been in three churches, including this one, and I've done a lot of praying over a lot of kids. And um, I'd just like to share this with you. Bow your heads, please. Dear God. Thank you for the families 
who are returning back to school, I pray that they know and follow your son, Jesus, and that they and that you guide them and give them a calm spirit and help them with their anxieties as they prepare for the new year. Protect the children from accidents, illnesses, bullies, so they can focus on learning and growing. Lead them to make wise choices and mercifully correct them when they don't. May they feel your presence daily and reflect your love to all that is around them. Please strengthen parents as they manage the home, the school, the work. Equip parents with the wisdom to lead and support their children in spiritual and academic development. And help us as a church minister to these families. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, before I invite you to pray um, about families, and it's going to be on the screen, um, I pray at 7 a.m. in the morning. And many of you know that I pray for your children because you've talked to me and I've said, I'm going to put you on my prayer list. Um, if any of you would like me to pray for your children, just text me. If you don't know my number, you can find it on online. It's my cell number. Um, it's a 404-9904 um, area code. But it would be a privilege and an honor to pray for your children every morning through the school year. And um, so feel free to do that. Just text me your number and your names of your children and the ages. And at this time, we're just going to spend a few minutes praying over our families and our children. Thank you.
we have one more group of people we want to pray for this morning, and that's our students. That's kids, specifically 6th grade through 12th grade. That's the kids in this corner and people over here. And as the student director, I get the privilege of hanging out with these awesome students. And let me tell you, nothing will change the world like students who are on fire for Jesus. And the way they get on fire for Jesus is what we're doing right here. Seeing adults who love Jesus, praying, worshiping, reading the word, growing. And guys, can I just challenge you as school starts? Like, I know this is a little different. But man, if we pray, if we would pray, it wouldn't just be Brian who's on stage with a story. We would have a line of people every Sunday with a story of how they prayed and they saw God move. So we have one more thing we're going to do, and this is going to be a little different. So if you're comfortable doing this, I would invite you to do it. But if you're not comfortable, don't feel awkward if you don't. We're going to pray over students. And what I want to ask you to do is pray with someone next to you. There's going to be some prompts on the screen. So if maybe you came with somebody, love for you to pray with that, per, you know, for students with another person. Um, again, if you don't feel comfortable, it might mean you have to move seats. That's okay. Your prayer is just as powerful if it's just you. But there's something special when we pray in unity. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer for our students. And then here's some prompts on the screen. Students, you guys can pray for each other in your seats that you would have bold faith, that Jesus would show himself to you this year. So let's pray together. Father, I just pray over the next generation, I pray for students that you would burn in their hearts, that your word would seek, go down deep into them and that you would change them and that you would lead them during these years. Lord, I pray that you would raise up a generation of students hungry for your word, thirsty for you. And God, I pray for protection as they go to school this week. I pray you'd help them to be light and salt. Help them to not just fade away in a hallway, but to stand out. So God, I pray for students. I pray for families who are freaking out right now because they have a teenager. God, I pray that you would just help them to make you the center of their home. In your name, amen. So at this time, I would invite you to pray with someone or in your seat by yourself um, for the next generation for students.
Thank you guys so much for being here today. You know, um, as I was praying just a minute ago when Lisa was praying, I just I just felt that this was a really good way to to close the service. So so two things. One, as you leave on the black tables in the back is a green card. That is something that Lisa, our children's director, um, got for us. That if you would like to take what we did today home and pray for your kids, sometimes it's hard. Like, what do I say? What do I pray? It's a wonderful resource anybody in this room can have, okay? Um, so please grab one of those on the way out. The other, the, the thing I want to share with you as we go <clears throat> is some of you in this room, today was probably the first time you've prayed in a long time. And that's okay. Some of you in this room, you may be like, what is happening, (laughs) right? And that's okay, too. The best way I've ever heard prayer explained is it's like two old friends who sit down at a table to play a board game who they haven't seen each other in a long time, and they just pick the game up, and they start talking, and they kind of lean in, and they say, how you doing? When Lisa was praying, just this thought came through my mind. Some of you this morning... As you leave, you need to hear Jesus say, come home. Come home. That's what prayer is. Prayer is just coming home. It's just spending time with Jesus. So as we close, if you have something that you would like a staff member or an elder to pray over, um, I'm going to ask Parker and John. I'm going to pull some people on the spot. Alex, Jared, the doors can man themselves. I'm going to ask you guys to come down front. Can we do that? And if you have never talked to somebody about Jesus, we would love to tell you who he is. If you have a prayer request, we would love to close in that attitude. All right? You guys are dismissed.